You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. We are two Texas licensed attorneys. We practice all over the state of Texas, actually. And we're here today talking in a three-part series of domestic violence. Today, we're talking about the victim of a domestic violence assault. How are you doing, Tony? I'm fine. Good. I'm glad you could be here with us today. Yeah, the last minute as usual. <laughs> well, no, you're busy and so am I. And, and I know our listeners understand that, but we're glad you're here. Well, you know, just to do a recap of a very brief recap of what we've been talking about. We've been talking about for the last two shows, domestic violence from the perspective of the accused, the alleged perpetrator. And um, we've I've read this a couple of times, but I want to read it again, the definition of domestic violence. I think it's important, whether you're the accused or you're the victim. Um, a person can be charged with a domestic violence assault if he or she does physical harm against a family member. That's what makes it domestic. A member of the household or even someone that they're dating. Uh, here are some ways that domestic assault can happen, and the following three offenses are classified as misdemeanors. A person intentionally, knowingly, or rec recklessly causes bodily injury to another person. Two, a person intentionally or knowingly causes, threatens, uh, uh, actually threatens another person with bodily injury, or a person intentionally or knowingly causes physical contact with another that the offender knows or reasonably should know the victim will find provocative or offensive. And to define pro provocative or offensive, which is one of the things I really want to talk about today, doesn't mean that, you know, someone's taken someone and thrown them into a wall. Um, in terms of assault as provocative or offensive contact, it generally means the victim is not necessarily hurt, but is still left feeling violated. This could be inappropriate touching or intentional invading of personal space, uh, such as... Um, well, the following types of assaults are classified as felonies. In Texas, domestic assault is primarily classified as a Class A misdemeanor if the person being accused has no prior domestic assault convictions. In other words, there's no pattern in their behavior. It's the first time it's Not happened. they've been caught, anyway. Right. <laughs> However, if the defendant has one prior domestic assault conviction, the crime would then be classified as a third-degree felony, so it goes up in charge, which means it goes up in punishment. In addition, if strangulation or choking is alleged in the offense, uh, then the assault is likewise enhanced to a third-degree felony. If both choking and prior family violence assault are alleged, then the charge is elevated to a second-degree felony. So that's the definition of domestic violence, and we have hit pretty hard on uh, the alleged perpetrator's perspective. Today we want to talk about the... Um, alleged victim's perspective. So um, I think, you know, we know what violence is. Tony, what are some of the kinds of violence, like physical violence, that you might see if you're a victim of domestic violence? And see, it's so difficult for, for me to see it from the perspective of the victim since we represent so many people on the other side, right. the, the people that are falsely accused primarily. Right. Um, but on the other hand, um, in a lot of the divorce situations that we have, um, just over and over again, I see uh, the women who are really, really, they're truly battered. Yeah. And they, they, you would not know they were battered by seeing them on the street. They are polite and they're sweet. And when they're with their, their uh, you know, respective companion or spouse, uh, everything seems fine. It's usually behind closed doors that uh, things are very different. And I think we all know those kind of situations. Um, I will say this from uh, after our, our uh, show from last week, my, my husband was listening and he just, he could not stop repeating something that I said. And I have to clarify because uh, he kept saying, hey, maybe I need to make it spicy tonight. <laughs> 
are you talking about? I must have said something like, well, you know, uh, it's not common that, or or maybe it's a good thing to, sometimes it's not bad when uh, uh, spouses or significant others uh, have a lot of passion in their relationship and, and they fight. But that I didn't mean for that to go to the level of slugging somebody. <laughs> never, right. never. I can honestly tell you there is no physical animosity in, in any of the relationships that I will have anything to do with, for sure. Right. Uh, or nor have I that uh, if it gets to the level where somebody is actually, as they say, laying hands on you mm-hmm. or, or and not in a nice way, if they even so much as push you, that's so inappropriate. Right. You don't have to go to that that level. And so when I was talking about, uh, you know, making things kind of spicy, it wasn't like... I don't remember. I don't remember that. either. When he came <laughs> over, he goes, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to go, you know, have a fight with my wife tonight so things will be spicy. <laughs> like, no, that's no, not what we're that talking about. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that it is... It is okay to disagree that it kind of adds um, interest in in a relationship and it shows if it it does get to the level of where you're actually having an argument that, um, you know, you you, you don't agree to disagree, you're actually arguing about it. um, That just shows there's a lot of passion in your disagreement. You can learn from that. I think we all can. But but certainly it's never, ever okay to hit a woman. And that I'm going to put a sort of a condition on that. I'm not talking about if the woman is Glenn Close or anybody that if, if you are a woman out there and you identify with Glenn Close, then perhaps in fatal attraction. Yes. Then, mm-hmm. then maybe we. Yes. Not not just Glenn Close, right, on her own, right. but in fatal attraction, then perhaps we may need to go to see a therapist or, you know, uh, there might be some uh, going to church or some medication that needs to be looked into. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about a normal relationship where a woman is in a relationship and um, or a man for that matter, uh, where the other person has become physical to get their way, which is just really childish. And what comes to mind before we, we move on is recently in the news we had an Astro that or uh, he was on in the minor league. I can't remember his name right off, but it was uh, there was a video that was circulating where um, he was cut from the team and he was given a deal with the through the prosecutor's office and I don't remember what county it was where he would do be on a pretrial diversion uh, because he had assaulted his girlfriend. And, of course, it, in pretrial diversions and that kind of thing, it doesn't go to trial. A lot of people don't see it. But they, uh, I guess someone had done a Freedom of Information Act request and got a copy of this video. This guy was uh, from Venezuela, I believe. And right. he was he was beating his girlfriend for no reason. I mean, they walk into a stairwell, and you can see it on the video, and, and he basically punches her in the stomach. And she kind of gets up and brushes herself off. And then almost as though this is a normal uh, normal in their relationship. And she kind of gets her hair back into place and gets her glasses back on. He, in fact, he actually picks her glasses up off the stairwell because um, it was like a, a, a security camera. And he hands it to her like, like almost like you deserve that. And here, things are better now. And then he turns right around and he punches her again. In the stomach or the face? Um, I want to say he hit her in the face the second time. I can't remember exactly. But she kind of cowers in the corner and and then kind of gets up and brushes herself off like, like this was normal. That is not normal. That is completely... Uh, criminal. It's criminal in mm-hmm. every way. There's something wrong with this guy that, that he believes that this is how you treat a woman. She, I guess... She knew it was wrong because she did file charges. I mean, well, and no one's seen it. But um, that's the kind of thing we're talking about here today. We're talking about where there was nothing, there was no catalyst. It wasn't a mutual combat. We're not talking about Glenn Close and fatal attraction. We're talking about a relationship where a, a man, and it could be a woman, it could be the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, Which we, happens 15% of the time. We don't see it often, mm-hmm. and men don't report it. It may no. happen a lot more often, well, well, where you've got some physically aggressive woman that's used to getting her way that will come out and slug somebody. And that reminded me of another Major League Baseball player who had a really um, sort of um, a wife that was real pretty. She was in a lot of music videos. But she would just come after this guy, and he was too embarrassed to really bring it up that he yeah. was being assaulted all the time. Right. But if it comes goes to the level where you're in a relationship with somebody and it's gotten physical and it's not what you want, it's not, you have not done anything to it's be— It's not mutual consent. It's, it's not mutual, and there really wasn't a catalyst for it. This person is just violently reacting. Then this is a relationship where the, my best advice with our show today is 
get out. Absolutely. Don't stick around and wait for, you know, counseling or anything. Get out and wait for them to get the counseling. And if they show some signs of improvement, then maybe get back together. But protect yourself. Absolutely. And at the end of the show, we're going to give you some uh, numbers. You can call domestic violence hotlines, national domestic violence, and uh, Montgomery County Women's Shelter. And so that's so true. Well, you, did you know, speaking of famous people, you know, remember Heather Locklear that was charged yes. with uh, domestic violence? Beautiful supposedly. girl. You yeah. would not look at her and think that there was an, uh, a physical bone in her body that would come after right. you. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because those domestic violence charges were dropped, and now mm. she's just facing four counts of battery against a deputies, sheriff's deputies, wow. because she was so combative when they came out. Yeah, she didn't want to be arrested. Mm-hmm. I guess she pushed <laughs> him or whatever. So, you know, those those situations are horrible. But it's it's important to realize that when the police are called, when they come out, we covered this last time, what to do when they come out, show up at your house, whatever. But it's important to understand that you, if you're in a violent or combative situation, you could be charged with different kinds of things, even yeah. if the domestic violence charges are dropped. I think the bottom line is respect the officer. He's oh, there absolutely. to be sort of the, the mediator to to collect information. He's not there. He didn't want to keep, he didn't walk into this brawl. He walked in doing to, his job. To do his job. Yeah. You know, right. And then got kind of caught in the crossfire. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, well, Tony and I are here today talking about domestic violence from the victim's perspective. Uh, you can catch us every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on uh, 104.5 and 106.1 Conroe's FM. Uh, you can also go to IRLoneStar.com and listen, or you can download our podcast on Google Play and iTunes uh, the following day, Wednesday by 8 a.m. So we will be right back after the break, the Legal Connection Show with Tony and Cheryl. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. And I just want to let you know that we have a website. It's www.legalconnectionshow.com. And you can email us with your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. So Tony and I are here today. We're talking about domestic violence from the uh, victim's perspective. Um, You know, Tony, I think that that there's some signs of domestic violence uh, that you could have from the woman's, from the victim's perspective. Okay. Um, 85% and you're right. As far as we know, 85% of victims of domestic violence are women, um, which that leaves 15% of reported cases are men, but there are some signs of domestic violence. Um, Those are things like jealousy, blame, threats, use of force. Those seven deadly sins. Yeah. Just kicking back in right there. Yeah. And again, just like we were talking, it could be uh, it could be the men that are also being abused because as we were talking about on our break, um, there are these cute Heather Locklear type women that you just they are charming, they're sweet, they're beautiful. And, but if you hit a raw nerve, oh, yeah. if they if if they are jealous or angry or something or who knows what sets them off. They can come at you fast. Mm-hmm. And then nobody, it's hard to believe 
it's hard for other people to believe, including the police or, or, or even friends, that these people could react like this. And, and the outcome would be such that there was some physical abuse, but it happens. It sure does. And, uh, well, uh, use of force and show of force or just threatened force, I think, is, uh, is um, well, it's a warning sign, you know, uh, threatened show of force. And, you know, I wanted to talk about this uh, provocative or offensive contact. Sometimes it's not force. Sometimes it's intimidation. You know, I have a client, it was your client, uh, who... Um, Our client. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of those. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, she was being threatened. Her husband is is from a different country. And so, you know, we have that whole idea of what marriage is. Uh, well, all the culture. East we have an idea West, of what it is. Right. And when then the they cultures do. are different, oh, my gosh, it's, it's hard for somebody that, that's grown up and down home, you know, Conroe or even Houston, uh, you know, in the suburbs to understand the perspective of uh, somebody from a different country because— they grew up with different ideas of mm-hmm. how a, a relationship is supposed to be, and they see nothing wrong with it at it, all. Right. And I don't even think it passes through the thinking mm-hmm. process. It's just the active process. But provocative or offensive contact when the victim is not hurt but left feeling violated. And, you know— um, Helpless. Not right. just violated, but as though maybe they feel violated and they can't, they can't quantify it. They can't tell you about it. But on the other hand— um, I, I was just, I was kind of in my mind, I was kind of running this through my head. I've just seen it so many times. They feel violated, but they feel, uh, oh my gosh, I lost my chain of thought. They're, they're helpless to know what to do. They, they, they blame themselves That's because they've been told say. over yeah. and over that somehow it's their fault. Right. And they buy into this. The victim of domestic violence buys into this without even realizing that they're buying into blaming themselves. They're so busy trying to make this other person happy, which is what we all do, I think, in, in the big scheme of things. We're, we're here on earth. We're trying to make it, uh, you know, serve thy neighbor, have the good relationship. And, and maybe at the beginning of the relationship, whatever this person was doing was making the other one happy. And then for whatever reason, I, I don't know why, but things changed. There, there's never really one particular explanation uh, I say a lot of times it's mental illness. You didn't even know the person that you were with. But um, at that point, it, there, there'd be a little trigger. Something is going to be a trigger. And that I guess that's what we really need to talk about today is to be protect, to protect yourself as the victim. Well, it, you know, and I think that some things that people don't talk about is, you know, we're in Texas, right? We're in the Bible Belt. Um, a lot of us are Christian people. A lot of us are very uh, devout people. And um, a lot of times people can use your religion against you to manipulate you and make you feel like you should be more submissive. The reason that you're angry with me. That's when you go find those opposite scriptures where, you know, just like <laughs> there's always a there's always a scripture to support your cause. I mean, yeah. that's not a good thing to say, but it's because it should be true and it should be from your heart. Uh, but the truth of the matter is the woman doesn't not have to be submissive. You know, Eve wasn't and you know more about these all these scriptures. You're you're way more intelligent about uh, well, you know, educated I just, about the Bible. I just think that if if it's a domestic violence situation, nowhere in scripture ever, and even the heart of God is for you to stick around if someone's beating up on you. Never. No. The problem is people stick around because they think the person will change. I hear it over and over. Yeah. They're like, well, they they were just mad and. I probably did something that aggravated them right. and, you know, this won't happen again. And he was so sorry. He brought me flowers and, you know, they know uh, the person does has to have sort of a, a, a coming to God moment. And, and that's the, without trying to be, uh, you know, sort of lax about that. That's the, the truth. They need to recognize that what they did is really, really bad and cannot happen again. And a lot of times it does, they slip and it does happen again because this is almost like a disease. These people react because they're, when they grew up or they got away with it, for whatever reason, people that are violent um, tend to think or justify it. And it happens again. And a lot of times it does happen by they're instinctively want to, they want to, because I don't know if they're insecure or what, but for whatever reason, they come at you physically. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't have to be that way ever and under any circumstance, unless you're at war and the other person is truly your enemy, then there doesn't have to be any physical violence. That's different if you're trying to protect yourself. 
That's, but right. you should that's, never be the instigator yeah. of physical violence. I just don't see that there any, being any justification for it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, uh, if your relationship has gotten to a point where it's so toxic that you're that angry, where you might see the person that you're with as being your enemy, you need to rethink that situation. If you're acting out in violence because, you know, you feel like the guy or the, you know, it's usually the guy, if we're talking about a domestic violence victim, is your enemy, you do go do something else. And you say that, and the very first thing that comes to mind is this this really, really pretty girl that was the wife of one of the, some baseball player uh, a few years back. Her name was like Kit Cat or something. It had the name, it reminded me, it had a cat, a feline type name in it. Um, she was just beating this guy up before before his major league games. I mean, because she was so pretty and he wanted to keep her happy, so he was sort of submissive. He would she would just like like slug him and he took it and then he would just explain it away like almost like a woman would do. Like yeah. you know, like you see in true domestic violence situations. Mm-hmm. Um that that's a sickness. There's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um that that somebody would try to justify that, that they made them mad or whatever the case may be. I, I don't know. This is what we really want. I would love to have an expert on that could, you know, the, from the psychological standpoint, try to explain maybe, you know, whether it's a medical or hormonal, but I think it's reactive. Again, uh, these people should be taught better and they need people, women that are, and I'm going back to what is in the current, it's in the newspapers and sort of what I have from some of my own clients. Um, Women that are with men, and it could be the other way around, but I'm just going to use that as an example, that have uh, a lot of money. These men have become sort of accustomed to getting their way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if they don't have a good gait on on how to react when they don't get their way, they become violent because that's their reaction. You're mine. I own you. You're not, you did behave and you don't now, and I'm not happy with it, so I'm going to push you. Are you know are it's just a disrespect thing, and they may truly love them, right. but they're not treating them very well for whatever reason. But maybe they're just so comfortable with them that they know that they can push them around. And right. what happens is the woman stays because she's dependent. She's dependent on the money, right? She's Economics. dependent on the love mm-hmm. of trying to get them back, whatever it may take. And come on, get some, uh, you know, some balls for lack of a better way to put it. Or, or leave do something, yeah, to yeah, take leave. care of yourself. Yeah, stop taking that. It, if you, if somebody hits you even once, it's time to walk away and reevaluate. Absolutely. And what you just said, you know, maybe you, you can have a real come to Jesus meeting or go to a counselor and mm-hmm. and and make a big deal out of it that this will never happen again. And what's that phrase? I always forget. Fool me once, shame on um, you. You fool yep. me twice, yeah. shame on me. The first instance. Even in the first dating relationship, if you're just dating, any instance of violence should be a huge red flag. Absolutely. In dating violence, that's that's one thing that um, that falls under domestic violence. And we're not just talking to intimate you. partner. We're talking to watching somebody react violently to someone else. Oh, I completely agree. And because this is this is a part of their their the way that their mo, and they may be wonderful people. Well, but they need to relearn and rethink. They really do. And I think that, you know, kids that push around their moms and moms that put up with that stuff, you know, I think. We're not talking about kids. We're talking about adults that push around their parents when they get older. Right. Yeah. Well, Tony and I are here today. We're talking about uh, victims of domestic violence and what to do if you think you're a victim. We're here for you. This is a community service. We want you to give us a call at uh, 281-529-5862, or you can reach out to us by email with questions at legalconnectionshow.com. We're going to go to a break right now, but we'll be back in a couple of minutes uh, continuing our discussion on domestic violence. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com 
or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Do you want to know what's going on in Conroe? Tune in to Keeping Up With Conroe. Keeping Up With Conroe will highlight upcoming events and local businesses in the area. Keeping Up With Conroe will air the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. and will be hosted by the Conroe CVB staff. Keeping Up With Conroe will highlight Conroe's amazing attractions for residents and visitors. So tune in to Keeping Up With Conroe and join the staff of the Conroe CVB every month on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information about Keeping Up With Conroe and the Conroe CVB, go to visitconroe.com. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Um, today we are talking about a, um, a problem that is more common than we any of us want it to be, is domestic violence. And this is the last show, I think, that we have on domestic violence. We're talking about that from the perspective of the victim. So, um, And it's not, um, but from the perspective of the victim, it's less of a, a legal issue because uh, the victim just needs to know how to report it and what to expect and just to be safe. Well, I think in our show last time, Tony, you really talked about how to collect evidence, mm-hmm. what in, what important evidence looks like. Um, evidence proves whether someone did something or whether they didn't, whether it occurred or it didn't. Yeah, it's like, come on, snap out of it, person that's being abused. You need to start collecting some evidence to support yourself. And if you're with somebody who is manipulative and violent, then you better make sure that that evidence is not brought to their attention so you can collect it without being abused further or them destroying the evidence. Because people that do bad things, and even if they didn't do it intentionally, are the same type of people that are going to try to cover their mistake. Oh, exactly. So that nobody sees it. Yeah, I had a client who, uh, the best piece of evidence, uh, a woman was actually the abuser, and she grabbed his shirt, and she wouldn't let him go, and she kept pulling him, pulling him, pulling him, and guess what? Ripped the shirt off of his body and couldn't. we couldn't find the shirt. The shirt was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. It was laying on the ground when she left. Mm-hmm. And um, then the next time he went into the uh, house that they well, were living in. this is was why gone. the alleged victim had to go back in. Right, uh, all those times. To go collect. Not, oh, she was so afraid. I mean, these victims can make up a really good story mm-hmm. about, oh, I was the victim, when they're really not the victim, they're the aggressor. And it's pretty clear. If somebody's really afraid, truly afraid, they're not going to go back. Unless the mindset is that if I go back, I can make things better and I want them to love me and I want things to back to be back where they were because the comfort zone is so strong right. that they're willing to take the risk that they're going to get beaten again. Exactly. And, you know, that's one of the messages that we want to reach out to. Oh, I said, I'm going to rephrase that. They were willing to take the risk. They won't get beaten again if they're good, if they're a good girl. Like They'll the, fix it. Yeah. They'll well, fix let's it. call this person Tinkerbell. Right. This time, <laughs> Tinkerbell is going to be perfect. She's going to say the right thing. She's going to look the right she way. She won't make him mad, or, or he won't make her mad, but we're still using the girl as the the gender example. Right. So, um, and I think we've all to some extent been there where. We're in a relationship where somebody is angry and are maybe just naturally angry. They're mad about something. Maybe something, you have to look at the perspective that we don't know what is going on in other people's lives. Everything is different. It could be that this person is just temporarily upset because someone died in the family and, you know, maybe they're having some issues on their own, but they're still reacting. Mm -hmm. And people should, uh, abusers, and I'm going to call them abusers, even if it's a one-time thing, Mm -hmm. need to, I mean, there should be a continuum, but person that's hitting somebody should never, ever hit them unless it's a self-defense or to save them or there's some uh, affirmative defense that's legitimate. Um, If somebody's going back in because to a situation where they think it's going to change and they think that they truly are the catalyst because they've been convinced by this person that that they're the problem. Yeah, they're behaving um, badly. That they're not, you're not going to go in there and things aren't going to change because you're being better because it's highly likely that you didn't do anything to start it to begin with. Mm-hmm. So so you, you you have to be, you just really have to protect yourself. You have to go in there knowing that you're not going to change somebody and just step back. I love this. I heard this on a, a radio show not too long ago. You need to, in a, when there has just been a fire or a storm or something really bad has happened, 
in any situation, whether it be domestic abuse or, you know, something at work or whatever, you need to take a minute and step back, step back and evaluate. And that goes for everything. And, and that gives you the, the, the time to maybe even, if you have the time to run it by somebody that's not in the storm to, to give you some good advice. And that's when I like to reflect upon, uh, to go to somebody that I really respect their opinion mm-hmm. so they can kind of give me, after they hear the facts, the lay of the land, mm-hmm. the way they see it, maybe right. more than one person. I, I go to the church a lot because I go, I really will go to the chapel and just pray. Mm-hmm. I'll, I, I look for, for divine intervention to the extent that I can get some answers from above mm-hmm. and really have that quiet time to think it out on my own. Mm-hmm. I mean, God gave you a brain. Think it's, about it. Right. And and that's what we're here to do today, too. And if I would add my own um, advice to what you've said there, Tony, is— um, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we make mistakes in, in uh, our life decisions, and sometimes we make mistakes in people that we choose to get married to and Whether have relationships Whether you're the, the person with. that's the aggressor or the person that's being sort of beat on. Either, in both situations, it's the same. But Right, but I'm talking about it from the person that's being beat on. You know, be willing to uh, admit that you made a mistake. You chose the wrong person. You're not going to fix it. If you if your family told you he he or she was a bum and you married him anyway, <laughs> don't try to prove your family wrong. You know, it's okay if you're wrong. Get out of that situation. It's not worth your life. It's not worth limb. It's not worth bruises, concussions. It's not worth going to the hospital. But that reminds me, sometimes the family, if they're the, the greedy family, is like, this person's perfect because— they're a doctor or a lawyer right, or, right. you know, and they're wonderful and they've got all kinds of money coming from everything. And the family likes this person. No kidding. But That's so they, they're not seeing the the true, uh, the, the the soul, the heart of the person. Right. They may not know them because they're, because these kind of people let their agent be the one that's meeting everybody. The true person is the person that you know in the quiet and the good times and the bad, right. how they react and how they are. Right. But be willing to, you know, admit to yourself, I made a mistake. I'm with an abuser and I need out. It could be that the abuser is better off with somebody else and maybe your personalities just don't click. Oh, so, yeah. Or or maybe the abuser is a... Uh, cheated on you, lied to you, who knows what's gone on actually yeah. that brings out violence in you and uh, then it triggers it in them. And well, talk about there passion. there is a, oh a relationship where it, over and over again, and I see this in my clients, for the good and the bad, I, I, like the, I usually like my clients and their significant others. I usually give both of them the benefit of the doubt because, because the, I, the, the same people that are, are kind of friendly and bubbly and happy uh, are people that you're drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, I see... These people fight. They beat, I'm telling you, they beat each other. And sometimes both of them equally are aggressive because mm-hmm. this type of personality, mm-hmm. they may have drugs involved or alcohol involved. Alcohol. And usually there is mm-hmm. addictions. And That's this is so why true. they're acting like this. Right. They they fight. And the thing is, is that they won't let it alone. They won't walk away from that relationship. Even when there's a restraining order, they still have got to see each other. And they get back together again, and they fight again. Right. And then guess what? Your your new best friend, whether they want to be that way or not, is some police officer who's constantly showing up at the house. That's so true. Because, because that true? one or the other is calling them back again. I mean, what's wrong with these people? If you're not, if the relationship is not working, or if one person's an addict and needs some help, right. which is usually a big part of the problem, right. exactly. then, then get the help. But don't get back together until it's resolved. Right. Someone's not going to come out of it well. This is not going to end well. <laughs> right. So be willing to admit that you've made a mistake. Maybe you need to regroup, separate for a year, two years, whatever. Don't prove yourself right. That Love you chose- does not always conquer all. That's that's right. <laughs> it, doesn't. it may cover a multitude of sins, but it doesn't conquer all. I'm visiting over and over the nicest people you could ever imagine who have been have multiple um, charges of assault on the same woman. And and it's like, I know the woman is aggressive and, and, and you know, presses buttons, but why are you still with this woman if if she's saying you're hitting you and, and maybe you are? Because I kind of believe that they are, even though I'm trying to defend them. But I see the woman doing it too. These are, we all know these, these relationships. Well, we hope we don't. But, right, but, but we do. The, the, as attorneys, we see it a lot more than, you know, people that aren't, you know, kind of, sucked into in it from a, that, a right. criminal standpoint. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, the, it, the, if the relationship isn't going well, the, the best advice we can give you is to step back from it. 
you it, 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 you may be so attracted to this person and vice versa. Step back because something's wrong if it's gotten violent. Absolutely. Um, okay. Um, we talked about this a little bit last time, but, um, you know, when the police are called for a domestic violence dispute, dispute um, and the victim calls the police, and then the victim decides that they don't want to press charges, what will happen after that? Um, d- does the DA go ahead and take up the charges? Or, or if at the victim's will, can they just say, oh, no, even though they've got bruises? And, and all you know, we, we hit on this a little bit before, and it's almost as though we'd want to have a representative of the district attorney's office here to sort of say, this is what we'd see. Because we have to remember that the people that work for the district attorney's office, just like with the police force, they're people too. Right. This is just what they chose. It's the hat that they're wearing today. A lot of the people that are working for the district attorney's office are going to become defense criminal defense attorneys. attorneys. Right. Um, but from my perspective, what I have seen, um, a number of different things can happen. Um, but if, if the... If the the person that called the police has, uh, you know, and this again, we have different facts and different dynamics that are that are, that are coming that that kind of hit. But let's say, for an example, it really didn't happen, okay? And they want to recant because they were just mad when they called the police. Um, let's say it really did happen and right. they want to recant. That's what I want to talk about. The emotional, uh, from a legal standpoint, regard no matter what the reason is that the person is doing it, the, from a legal standpoint, the the what happens is the same. The person wants to recant, okay? Right. The person wants to recant. Um, it's our, The charges have already been taken. So it depends on where you're at when you want to recant. You call the police. You tell the police, oh, I changed my mind. They haven't given it to the district attorney's office yet. The police know something's happened. The police may take it on their own and say, I'm going to go ahead and report to the district attorney and let them decide. Mm-hmm. Let's say it gets t- so far, but the police may be the person that can stop it right there. Okay. You can ask them right. to stop it. Um, if it gets to the district attorney, and I, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what they say in the legal standpoint, I've seen it happen where the police are the ones that say, I'm not, okay, I'm just, we're just going to have a little notice. We're going to walk away from this. Mm-hmm. If it gets to the district attorney's office, the district attorney determines whether or not they're going to take the charges. And if they have enough evidence, if there's probable cause, it doesn't take much to have probable cause for the district attorney to take it. You may really want, you're a victim, you really want the district attorney to take it. And they don't take it. And you're like, where does this put me? Right. What do I do? Right. Um, if you if you want to go from that perspective, what do I do? I mean, I've kind of lost track of what your question was. But if you really want the district attorney to take it and they haven't, you still need to protect yourself. Go get a civil protective order. Get out. Exactly. That protective order is only worth the paper it's written on. Get away. Okay. Now, right. but if you're just trying to recant because for whatever reason you want to withdraw the charges, then um, your next step is to ask. Um, you, you find out who the district attorney is or the assistant district attorney that's actually handling the case. Mm-hmm. And um, it could be, if you're in Harris County, it's the um, family uh, uh, family criminal, uh, I always forget what the initials now, family criminal law division handles it. Mm-hmm. They have special district attorneys that handle that. They are trained for that. Most of them are trained for it, but they're in a particular division. You'll go there. And the party that wants to withdraw the charges has to go to um, the the office downtown, um, it, it, now that the criminal uh, courthouse was flooded out, you don't go to the same location at 1201 Franklin that you used to go to on the second floor. It's now in one of the little, uh, it's in a different, um, I think it's on San Jacinto. It's in one of the separate offices that they have. But they would go down there. But they and- have to actually go. It's first come, first serve at oh, seven really? in the morning, whatever morning it is, and you get in line basically. And then you go talk to one of the representatives with the district attorney's office and you tell them, that it didn't really happen. They're not going to withdraw the charges if they believe you're lying. Okay. So, all so, right. Well, listen, we're going to go to break right now, but we'll be back in just a few. Uh, the legal connection with Tony and Cheryl. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. 
Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Welcome back to the Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Um, Tony was just talking about what happens if the victim recants, wants to recant. And uh, Tony, you were just saying that sometimes uh, if the DA thinks you're lying and you're saying you weren't really beat up when you were, then uh, they, they won't. They won't. Uh, re- they won't allow that. It. They will go forward with the case. They're, they will. They will take that information and they will basically say that you are, are a liar in a in sort of a good way because you said first you were a victim and then now you're saying you weren't a victim and then they're then they're mad at you for actually wasting their time but there is a really good reason for that they're not trying to be mean they're they're not trying to be like you know know-it-alls or whatever they truly have a concern as people and in their position as the uh, the, a, a an agency that's supposed to protect the public right. to make sure the right thing is done. And we've seen it all before. They've seen it all before. People truly are victims. They may be somebody that's, it's just, it's one blow away in a fight that this person dies. I know. They're trying to help you. Mm-hmm. If they believe that, um, if you've made a report and the report, there's pictures. Right. There's a lot of times there's pictures mm-hmm. and it looks like it's really happened. And then suddenly... Uh, the victim is convinced by the perpetrator because the victim generally loves the perpetrator. Right. They want to have their family. They don't want this person in jail. The perpetrator has been pretty convincing. I'm sorry, it won't happen again. Please take me back. You know how much I love you. I was just drinking, whatever it may be. They've convinced the victim to go recant. The truth of the matter is maybe the victim shouldn't recant because maybe the perpetrator needs to get some help, and they have that help in jail. I mean, a lot of people say you don't get any help in prison, but they do have programs. They have WIMAC, they have, and I can't name all of them, but I see a lot of young adult men that they don't, they didn't learn how to treat a woman. They didn't learn how to deal with, with maybe rejection or, or how to deal with conflict. Whatever the case may be, their reaction is what you learn on the playground. It's to hit back. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and even if the woman may be fighting back because she's a strong woman, and that's even worse sometimes because because it's going to get a little out more out of hand. Right. If the woman is truly beaten, and it should never go there. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if self-defense. If if a woman's being beaten, hey, woman, quit defending yourself. Get out. Right. Just leave. Right. Go to a woman's shelter. Don't sit there and duke it out. Your 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 welfare and your appearance. In in my you know in in from my perspective, I don't want someone to beat my face up because you know I got to make it kind of look. Keep right. it looking pretty. I got to be, you know, doing That's the a show. Lot of whatever. Hard work to yeah. look good. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough as it is. I got to keep what I've got, oh, you know, please. doing really good. Oh, but uh, but uh, to go back to when the, uh, somebody tries to recant, if you're recanting, uh, first off, the person that they're they're trained, if they hear this, they're probably not going to believe you if that the evidence shows that they can't that, the, that it really did happen. The district attorney or the assistant district attorney right, is right. not going to believe. The victim recanting. Yeah, but if but she's it could sitting be, there beat up. If it really if it really was a mutual combat and the guy just wasn't interviewed mm-hmm. and he was beaten more than she was, right. it could be that they're gonna take that in consideration. But mm-hmm. let's just say that you go in and um two different things can happen. They're going to believe you and say, you know what, I've got to recant. Um a lot of times it doesn't even get to the level of the uh, the in, at least in Harris County, the uh the family criminal law division. They don't, they don't take the cases. It doesn't get put in that division unless there is a recant because they've got trained professionals to determine whether or not the woman is lying when they come back and try to recant. Okay. Um, it, once the recant does occur, then it goes into this special set of prosecutors who are going to handle it with more kit gloves. And they may try to convince you whether it really happened or not. They're going to try to convince you to let it stay as the charge that it is. And they're going to threaten the person that's making the recant that you've lied, you're, you, you know, there's... It's perjury. We're going to persecute, you know, prosecute you. 
and bring charges against you for now lying because you've wasted, you know, public uh, funds. funds and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but so we, we don't know. I, I guess in the perspective that the girl was in a fight and she started it, maybe there should be a recant for that reason. Um, it's really difficult from the attorney standpoint because we now have to really, um, we have to present this to a grand jury if it hasn't been indicted yet. You can do a grand jury packet to show that the victim recanted, that the that the the person that's being accused really didn't do it. They, they were more injured than the other, that maybe it was defense of a third party, defense of themselves, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so it can be that when you go to do this, when you recant, you have to generally make a statement. It's a written statement. Um, it doesn't always go this way, but the way I do it is I'll get an affidavit of, of uh, I think it's called an affidavit of non-prosecution. Mm-hmm. And I'll also ask them to go talk to the prosecutor so that they can say it. it. It wasn't a phony affidavit. They said it. They said this. And if all of the facts support that what the the victim is saying is true, that they really, it was a mutual combat or self-defense or they made it all up or whatever, then generally the charges will get dropped or they'll, they'll have a lower charge because there's there may be some crime that did uh, that, that did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the case of Heather Locklear, it could very well be that there wasn't a domestic violence situation, but there was another um, crime. She should never have uh, attacked the messenger. Right. When the, the public servants came, she should have complied with them. Mm-hmm. We don't. We weren't there. We don't know what happened. It could right. very well be that the public servant was aggressive with her because she's Heather Locklear, right. and that's her defense, and it'll get dropped on that level too. Mm-hmm. But we've heard about Heather Locklear before mm-hmm. uh, in in the news. She has a history more than other actresses of of drinking right. and and you know having a little bit of a temper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen her on Dynasty. Right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And that other show she did where she was some uh, sort of yeah, administrator. So I can't remember. Right. She's done so many shows. But we are not there. We can't We can't say only God, Heather Locklear, and the people involved know, so we can't really go there. Um, the next step, though, is if um, from a standpoint that somebody recants and the, the district attorney uh, doesn't allow it, they don't believe it, then the it will go to trial. And it, a lot of times the person that was the perpetrator that may be the best thing if they go to trial. They're going to get the help they need, and it's a wake-up call. Exactly. Well, we just want to reach out to you and let you know that uh, there is a national domestic hotline for domestic violence victims. It's 1-800-799-7233. And in Montgomery County, we have the Montgomery County Women's Center, and um, that number is 936 441 4044. If you are the victim of domestic violence, um, you need to talk to your friends and your family. Don't suffer silently. That's part of the evidence that you'll have. And, you know, we've already talked about doing that maliciously. And so, you know, that's not what Tony and I are saying. We're saying if you're truly the victim of domestic violence, start to talk to your friends and your family. Consider children involved. Consider them. And they're watching. They're and hearing. And kids know everything. You don't hide things from your kids. They may not tell you about it. And they may wait till they're and don't 20. be embarrassed. I mean, it's, it's humiliating to think that you're with this perfect, you know, uh, spouse or, or um, you know, and of course, I'm not speaking for myself. I do think my, my spouse is pretty much perfect because <laughs> I would stick around somebody that, that didn't cherish me. Right. I think that's a good way to put it. You want to be somebody, and not that this is like the love line or anything or uh, Delilah <laughs> or whatever it is, connection. but you should be with somebody, and it goes both ways, that cherishes you. Life is short. Right. Be with somebody that really loves being with you. And if they don't, if you're not that person, just because you may not be compatible for whatever reason it may not be, move on. To, there's a million people out there. Move on to the person that will cherish you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had, you know, I've had a couple of different divorces, mm-hmm. um, and I, I can honestly say that that I, you know, I gave it a go, and mm-hmm. I had I had for the most part good spouses. Well, my first one was the second one very questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the third one though, third time's a charm, and I'm not saying that people should try this many times. You should work out if you can, but particularly if you've made the step to marriage, you should have you know gleaned through that for the, the length of time that it yeah, takes. Yeah, but what you're saying is so true, Tony. I mean, uh, these women are the domestic violence victims. I don't think they have a problem with that. They have a problem with feeling okay letting go and walking out. Yeah. When it's learning bad. that the, the person that they married may have created, it may have since the time that they were married, their personalities have changed. People change. 
that they do, and that they, it's not their fault, right. and not to be embarrassed right. to go forward and to to get to let people know and think about you know the kids and start down the road to freedom. Reach out to people. Um, this community, this uh, area, this county, this state, this country is very well versed in uh, helping victims of domestic There's violence. There's always a place you can go. Always. Always. You're not going to be out on the streets. Somebody will be there to help you. They sure will. And uh, so uh, th- you've been listening to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Our website is www.legalconnectionshow.com. And you can contact us there by going to www.legalconnectionshow.com forward slash contact or email us with your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. You can also voicemail us at 281-529-5862. We are here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on IRLoneStar.com, 104.5 and 106.1 Conroe's FM. We'll see you next week. And remember, serve God by serving your neighbor. That's right. Have a good week, y'all. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.